This episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the inspiring team at Author Accelerator. There's never been a better time to get serious about that book idea that's been rattling around in your head. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, deadlines, and step-by-step guidance while you write so that you can actually finish your book. Your book coach will give you the customized tools and blueprints to success that are so often lacking in the traditional publishing world. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, many authors and copywriters have the exact skill sets needed to become great book coaches themselves. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and master classes so that you can help other writers reach their goals. Just head over to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles for more info and to get a free seven-day writing challenge to start mapping out your own book. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. I mean, we're improvising all the time. So this is just like we're writing all the time. We're, when we're, even if we're not sitting down, putting pen to paper, we're observing, we're absorbing, which is why when people come to a career even later, I feel like it's not, there's nothing lost. You're using all of that information, all of your experience in your creation. And it's just with this book and with these games, it can, you can do it really quickly. Within a couple of minutes, you can have some pages. Greetings, scribes and other word-related nerds. Welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And this week, the award-winning actress, comedian, and screenwriter, Georgina Marie, took a break to talk with me about fulfilling her childhood dream of writing for Disney, how writers can rewire their inner critic, improv as a writing and life philosophy, and secrets for beating block and tapping into countless ideas. The talented multi-hyphenate storyteller started out writing and producing plays during her stint at NYU's dramatic writing program, and she's gone on to write for several animated TV shows, including a popular kids series for Disney. Jardina is an actress with extensive film and TV experience, as well as a prolific award-winning audiobook narrator who's voiced over 300 titles for multiple New York Times bestsellers. She writes and performs comedy regularly on stage at UCB, the Improv and the Comedy Store, and teaches improv to students across the country, including at studios in Hollywood, where she's coached writers of all genres. Her recent book, Improv for Writers, 10 Secrets to Help Novelists and Screenwriters Bypass Writer's Block and Generate Infinite Ideas, is aimed at aspiring and professional writers, novelists, and screenwriters suffering from writer's block and even those new to the craft. New York Times bestselling author Gail Foreman said of the book, the author's oh-so-useful book shows writers, both seasoned and new, how to unleash their creativity and find their best story. In part one of this file, Georgina and I discussed how to use improv to quickly generate some pages, what it's like to work with Dave Chappelle and go on stage after Chris Rock, why successful storytelling starts with letting go of expectations, how to use time-tested methods of writing on your feet to jumpstart your creativity. Why writers need to keep it fun to surprise themselves and their audience. And how constraints and a little bit of pressure can be so rewarding. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. 
words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. And we are back on The Writer Files, rolling once again with a special guest today. I've got the talented multi-hyphenate writer and performer, Georgina Marie. How are you today? Oh, great. How are you doing? Kelton, it's so nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, we had kind of a mishap on our first attempt, that being that I had uh, no internet connection, which was a little bit embarrassing. But we're back. We're rolling. We got, uh, we got you for a few, and I uh, can't wait to pick your brain about everything writing-related. Well, it was really just a chance for us to talk a little bit and get to know each other. You don't always get that. So turning it, you know, turning it into a nice experience as well. That's right. We had a pre-interview, pre-interview. <laughs> really fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about your fantastically storied and interesting career. Yeah, let's, uh, let's turn the clock back a little bit, as we often do, uh, and talk about your superhero origin story. <laughs> and, you know, I understand that you got your start in dramatic writing. Is that correct? Yeah, I did uh, 24 hour plays in, in New York and I sort of stumbled into it as an actor. And I mean, I'd written things in, in school and I had big ambitions to to be a, a novelist one day and live in the woods. And I thought that's what novelists did was they sort of, you know, took their writing devices and implements into the woods and disappeared for a long period of time. And I have found out that is actually what they do. So sometimes, <laughs> so it's, it's been a nice, uh, discovery. Um, but when I was in New York, I, I, I got into performance and then I, I really started down this, this path of theater. And, um, I, I showed up as an actor to the 24 hour plays where you write and cast and direct and then perform a show all within 24 hours. And I saw that they had, you know, they had different areas and people sort of were going to their areas. And I saw the writers section and I, I asked, I said, could I, could I write one? And they were like, yeah. (laughs) And that was it. I went into a room and in the middle of the night, all night long, I, I typed away, I actually did two. And, um, but that first one really got me hooked. So I went in this room and wrote this thing. And then during the day we we cast it and it it was directed. And then I sat in the back of the theater and heard people laugh at something that I'd created the night before. So writing has been pretty instantaneous for me, you know, despite working in animation where it takes a couple of years to see your writing come to life later on my first like kind of professional experience was very quick it's like I do stand-up too so it's also you know very quickly whether a joke works or not but sitting in the back like that and something that I just thought of the night before coming to life like that was very magical and that was the beginning of taking it rather seriously yeah yeah well I mean we're going to talk about improv obviously and your uh, fantastic book Improv for Writers, 10 Secrets to Help 
novelists and screenwriters bypass writer's block and generate infinite ideas. Have you put the infinite ideas piece to the test yet? Is it, <laughs> how do we quantify that many I ideas? I have traveled to the ends <laughs> of the universe and back and it, 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 it still holds up. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just assuming because all I see is like, you know, the possibilities and seeing it with students and experiencing it, there's just, there's not really an end to improvising unless you stop it. I mean, we're improvising all the time. So this is just like we're writing all the time where when we're, even if we're not sitting down, putting pen to paper, we're observing, we're absorbing, which is why when people come to a career even later, I feel like it's not, there's nothing lost. You're using all of that information, all of your experience in your creation. Um, it's just with this book and with these games, it can you can do it really quickly. Within a couple of minutes, you can have yeah. some pages. Yeah, it's amazing. I've been really enjoying it. And I want to talk more about it, but um, let's go back to a little bit to your career and all these different facets that probably have contributed to this fantastic career of yours. But so which came first for you, improv? or stand up or were they kind of married? They definitely, what happened with improv was I went to an audition in college and they didn't tell me beforehand, like we didn't know beforehand that we were going to be asked to improvise. I had no training. I didn't even know what the word meant. And I was at an audition. So I was, this was for a professional company and I was, you know, taking it very seriously. And I went in there and did my monologue and then they asked me to improvise something. And I did, I don't know, I did something really weird with like a water jug and a pretending to be a dog. I don't even remember. It was just very, <laughs> and I mean, I did something, but I remember freezing. I remember freezing very vividly and being just more scared than I'd probably been of anything and certainly anything performance related. And I walked out of there going, what was that? That's and cool. I must and then I didn't, I don't think I thought till later, like I have to do something about this. And then I started studying and getting to work with Gary Austin, who was the founder of the Groundlings. And he was my first teacher and he wasn't teaching improv comedy. He was teaching, although he had started that, that very funny school, he was teaching how to use improv in a different situation in drama. So that was kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then looking at your career as a comedian and also an actor and, and all of this incredible voice acting that you've done is pretty impressive. You, you know, I had, <laughs> I had one question for you about something from your IMDb bio. You know, you've opened for some pretty big name comedians, including Louis Anderson and Richard Lewis, to name a couple. But this piece about a role your mother hasn't yet seen from Chappelle's show. Is that is that something that's like buried in the yeah the archives? Is it something we can find? <laughs> sure, yeah. I I think I, I came across it and somebody saw it and was like, "Was that you?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, it's very, it's very, it's very minor, but yeah. No, my mom hasn't seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, hopefully, she's not listening and googling it <laughs> or as we speak. But yeah, those are some pretty big names. In comedy, and that must have been a, a cool experience to kind of be rubbing elbows with those guys. Yeah, and 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 Dave Chappelle was always very generous, uh, funny, and you know I haven't I haven't talked to him recently, but he's always there. Were a lot of people who were. It's a small it's a small world, um, 
I mean, it's obviously expanding, but when you're a comic, you're sort of in the ranks of like a bunch of people who are like, oh, you're one of us. And it's a different kind of group, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and very cool, like scene, you know. Yeah, yeah. And also scary. It's it's scary to go on stage and and follow somebody like Chris Rock and just not do very well, and then to work with somebody that you the other side of it to work with somebody that you grew up watching on TV and and be opening for them and just feel like wow, you know. I was always very aware that it's like that, that sort of failure and, and, and doing well, and they can happen in the same night. And which I saw with Robin Williams actually one, one night, but, um, I was always careful to like, when I'd have a really good show to take a moment and, and just have a little quick little aside to myself to be like, remember this because it gets really hard. And these are the moments that can't ever be taken away. And you know that you accomplished this, at least in this moment. And, and whether the road is rough in the future or not, you, you know, you've done something. Yeah. Well, it seems like you take a lot of that philosophy and inject it into this fantastic book. I want to talk more about, but going back to uh, the, the, I mean, you've done so many things. It's it's so, so impressive to see this list. Uh, So you've done a lot of audiobook narration also for some New York Times bestsellers and uh, well, hundreds maybe even, but I noticed listening to, I just had the author of Small Fry on, it was a memoir um, written by Lisa Brennan Jobs, who was the daughter of Steve Jobs of Apple uh, fame. But uh, I listened to the audiobook version of her memoir, and it's, re- it's read by Eileen Stevens. I don't know if you're familiar with that name, but she also, I think, had uh, done some work for Disney. And there is an element to kind of improv to that, is there not? Because you're kind of, you're going back and forth sometimes between characters. Yes. Yes. There's, there's not a lot of making stuff up with somebody uh, with another author's work. Um, but there is a lot of creativity in the sense of I'm making a decision on what those characters, you know, some, some essence of them we've agreed on, on that, or, you know, it's, um, just taking the work and and embodying it in the moment. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. for sure. So maybe more acting than, than improv, but for sure, for fiction, especially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love playing characters and I love developing characters. And to me, character is, it's all about character. In the book, that's, I think the majority of the games are, are that section because characters are human and they're, they're, they're based on human beings or should feel as real as a human being and, and can be that as, as powerfully emotive as, I mean, it's just, that's the job as an actor is to play them as if, you know, it, it's a, a real human being and become them and transform. And I think we do the same thing as writers. And, uh, I think when, when we start to struggle, we can start to solve issues that we're struggling with when we go back to character and some of these foundational things. This is just a different, the book is another angle and another way to kind of get in there and shake things loose, you know, to come up with characters or deepen our understanding of something we've been working on. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, I love this idea of yours that, you know, and obviously we're talking about improv as as applied to 
the writer's journey, but in improv, you, I'm quoting you, in improv, the philosophy is there are no mistakes. And this book, Improv for Writers, really, really surprised me because I was so impressed by not only just the idea, you know, kind of looking behind the curtain at like the, 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 what improv is about, you know, I didn't really, I, I've taken exactly one, um, short improv, kind of an impromptu course at a, uh, on a podcast festival that was put on by a, you know, just an improv coach. And it was like, I, I actually didn't know I was getting into it much like you and your first, um, improv experience. But, uh, you know, the next thing I knew I was standing with, um, a dozen people creating some kind of a story out of thin air, which was really fun. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. So when I saw your book, uh, was, uh, coming out, I was like, wow, this is a great idea for writers. And, you know, this kind of, this idea of, of this kind of the secret to being successful as a, as a storyteller is that you, you know, as you put, as you begin the book is that, you know, kind of letting go of expectations is the first step there, right? Yeah, it's very, it is very important. Thank you for saying all of that. First of all, I, I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, letting go of expectations is actually my most important rule for, for me, because I, I think some of us want to control things and some of us are even writers because or enjoy aspects of writing because we can decide a lot of different things. You know, in, in theater, there's a saying, the playwright is God and actors are not changing words like they are on, on TV shows or in movies. Uh, there's less improvisation in like a theater. You're, you're sticking to the words on the page. You find mm -hmm. improv in the moments, but not the words. You don't change them. So there's an element of control that I think I've been attracted to and really big lessons for me in writing this book and, and, um, and in life have been about letting go and not having expectations. And those are two different rules, but they're, they're really connected you know, let, letting go, letting go of control is, we, we know that that's important. Mm -hmm. I just, um, there's a Lao Tzu quote about being brittle and, and how plants are supple and when they're young. And, and, and so like there's, that's what improv is. It's being supple, like being willing to change in the moment We're we're improvising when, when somebody tells us like, I'm sorry, I can't make your latte because we're out of blah, blah, blah. And you can be dry and brittle and, and let that freak you out. Or you can just say, Oh, you know what? Actually, maybe this is my opportunity to try matcha or, you know, something, something like that. It's the yeah. same thing with our writing. It's like, no, 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 no. This is, this is the chapter where this, where my hero does this and this and this, and he goes into the cave and he comes out with this. And that's not what your, your, your hero is like just saying, no, this is not what we're doing today. We're doing this or your villain is coming in and saying, you know, and I think listening to those is where our writing can be a lot of fun. Look, look it can all be edited later. Part of what this book about is about is about writing a lot and, 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 and writing fast and getting ideas out and doing it in a different way, because then the outcome is going to be different from, than what you've come up with before. And whether we've been writing for years and years and we're very experienced or we're very new, trying something new and, and having a, a variety of a, a, a body of work with some variety, I think is compelling. I think it's, it's interesting to us as humans because we like, we get bored very easily. That's why we can't stick to habits. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, that's an interesting point because there was something about this 
book for me that really spoke to this moment in history that we're all experiencing, right? And that we have more distractions than ever. And there really, really seems to be a need <laughs> right now for focus or, you know, some kind of, especially for writers, you know, like creating these constraints. And a lot of, I think what your book is doing is setting, setting up these exercises, or as you put them, you know, these games, these great games that are very effectively used in, in improv, but really, really, I think, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of titles like this for writers. And this is a really, I think, an important time in history for this kind of thing, especially if you're feeling like you're in a rut, right? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. There are amazing books out there on writing, and I definitely did not set out to write some kind of, you know, this is this is how to write. That is not what this book is. This is this is how to explore. This is yeah. this is about going on a on a journey with yourself, on an adventure, really, with yourself, and um and and seeing like how deep you can dive into the well of your own creativity. And I I truly believe everybody is creative, and everybody has that well. It's just some of us are more willing to dip into dip our toe or our leg or dive into it more readily than than others and for different reasons that lots of people have talked about in the past. But this is a permission, full permission to explore and play and a promise that any anybody that tries this and and tries different ways and, and kind of keeps at it is going to surprise themselves. Like, I just, I really believe that I've seen it and I've, I'm just constantly amazed by students who, what they come up with, whether it's a, a kid in, in acting improv class or a writer friend, you know, setting the timer and, and then sharing something that just now happened and just being floored by it. It's powerful. Well, I think, I think the, the timer thing is, is really cool. I mean, it's something that a lot of prolific writers have used to, uh, get words onto the page. And I think, you know, with the kind of the Pomodoro method, for instance, which is, you know, setting a timer for 25 minutes and, not, and you're not allowed to get up out of your seat until you've, until the timer goes off. And of course you, you get bored, but then the words start to come out. But I think something about these games gives it an added, you know, your, your, your energy and your verve really come through obviously in the writing of the book, but these games and, and all of these greats, you know, uh, prompts that you've created are, re this is really a lot of fun. Is it, shouldn't it be fun? And, and isn't that what, isn't that what you're saying at the beginning of the book is that, you know, there's, there's no such thing as block and improv. So let's turn writing into improv, which it really is because you're saying yes. that improv is writing on your feet. It always has been since the beginning of storytelling since, since, you know, the beginning of, and I, I did not know that, uh, Shakespeare's plays were written after they'd been performed. That's a great, that's a great uh, takeaway in and of itself. But coming back to the games, you know, going to these prompts, picking these, you know, you've got these great lists. It must have been a lot of fun for you to write also. Oh, it was so, it was so much fun. <laughs> I, I, I just, I really did have a lot of fun. I'm still writing the book. I mean, I, when I recorded the audio book, I got so like, going over all of it again on the, on the way home, I'm, mm. I thought of another game and I'm like at dinner, I'm like, guys, guys, what do you think about this game? Okay. So you want to write about, you know, and I'm just off and running. It's like, <laughs> I, just, cool. I can't, 
Yeah, it's like a, a, once you get that train out of the station, it it, ga- it gains momentum and it just keeps going. And I wanted to include this in the book, and I I want to start saying it that improv is malleable, and I want people to if they've ever taken an improv class or they come across an improv game, you know, translate it. That like I don't own this stuff. It's like uh, improv is out there for the people. So if there's like if you you, you know you you know some game, there's probably a way to translate it. Some of them are hard. That's why there's, you know, I had to select the ones that would work for the book. But I thought when you're improvising on stage, part of what makes you proceed forward is that there are eyeballs on you and your decision to do it. You know, you have to make that decision. I'm going to write this chapter. I'm going to walk out on stage and and portray a a broomstick. I'm going to be this. I've decided (laughs) that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And part of what keeps you from turning back and running back going, I have two legs. I'm not a broomstick. How can I do this? I don't know. Part of what stops you from freaking out about that is, you know, the training, knowing the rules and commitment to them and the rule of commitment. And importantly, the audience, they're, they're a big pressure cooker they're watching. They're they're expecting. You you can't let them down by doubting yourself. And the timer is meant to represent in the best way possible the audience. Just a little yeah. bit of pressure, you know. Um, and and you could turn that timer off and you could run away from what you're writing, but you probably won't because you know, like the audience, you know, they're not following you home and they're not they're not <laughs> screaming at Hopefully. you and they're not. They're just, they're, they, they want to, they truly left their house because they want to have a good time. They didn't come out to bug you. And it's the same thing. The timer's sitting there. It's there. It's, it's, it's humming along and you're going to finish the piece and you're, you're going to be surprised. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of the writer files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.